Welcome to Honest Money. In today's episode, Warren Ingram answers your questions. Is it a good idea to invest in property? And what considerations should I keep in mind before doing so? Warren also gives advice on how to get a good credit rating, tips on using your credit card responsibly, and what to do if you're in debt and need extra time. Don't forget to subscribe and share if you're enjoying the show. Hi, good morning, uh, or rather good afternoon, the uh, Honest Money team. Um, So I have a question with regards to investing in property. Um, I'm thinking of buying uh, one or two properties to invest in. Um, Both are situated uh, in in the Western Cape. Um, And this will be done through a company called iGro Investments. Um, Is it a good idea to invest in property? yeah, that's that's my question. Thank you. Thank you very much for your question about is it a good idea to invest in property? I think it's a, a very emotive topic for us in South Africa. You know, um, it's it's probably one of the biggest debate points I, I always have with with people, whether it be one on one or in audiences, because I think we've grown up, uh, you know, as young South Africans of all races and all backgrounds, where our parents have told us, you know, and our grandparents have told us that we, you know, we must own our own property. Um, And then, you know, there's always that uncle or aunt or cousin or somebody that tells you about how much money they've made out of their property investments. And then we immediately, you know, get that kind of uh, training to to tell us that we have to buy a property. And and I think it's a, it's a tricky one because for, for me, when I look at an investment, and, I, and I'm not distinguishing between buying a share, an exchange-traded fund, a unit trust, or a residential property, the, the things that are important to me are how much does it cost me to buy the investment? And I'm not talking about the price of the investment. So I'm not saying you know that it's a million rand property versus a hundred rand share. I'm saying what are the transaction costs? You know, what, what, what is it? What, what are the fees that I've got to pay lawyers or stockbrokers or financial planners or anybody? To actually get into the investment, and and for me that's that, that's a percentage calculation. So I want to know as a percentage of the value of the investment, how am I, how much am I paying in costs? How much of the of the costs are going to be eroding my my value of my investment? Uh, and that's important because let's just say you're going to you know, make a million rand in investment in a property. If you lose five percent of that, you know, to costs, th- then that means that your investment's got to generate five percent just just to get back to the starting point. Then it's got to generate another four or five percent just to beat inflation for the first year. So, so you need your investment to generate at least ten percent in year one just to be able to stand still in terms of inflation. And and I think that those are the things that are important to me when we talk about property. It's not just blindly going to the property because someone says, you know, look, the Western Cape is a growing economy and there's lots of semigration and that's a great idea. Just buy Western Cape property, you know, it's a no-brainer. The, the, you know, it, it's understanding what are the costs. And if, if these investments are being promoted to you by an investment company, then understand how they're getting paid, you know, and, and what, what are the lawyer's fees? What are the agent's fees? You know, what are the bond uh, costs for, for registering the bond? How much interest are you going to pay? There, there are a lot of costs with, with just buying the property. And then I think the second thing is what are the annual costs of the investment? You know, so when you open a, a stockbroking account that costs you 50 bucks a month and, and then you buy an exchange traded fund, your cost of the investment is the 50 bucks a month. When you buy a residential property, you might be paying homeowners fees or corporate, uh, you know, fees to the to the corporate body. Uh, bo- sorry, body corporate. Um, you know, you might be paying uh, some maintenance costs. 
if you if you live in a badly run uh, you know complex, you might be paying special levies because they forgot to paint the place for the last ten years. Uh, you know, it's all those kinds of things that you need to be aware of. And then finally, remember the the costs of of selling the investment one day. You know, again, you know, are there agents' fees? Are there lawyers' fees? All of those things. So, so for me, I, I don't think, especially residential property, is is a no brainer investment. I, I think if you're going to make a big investment into residential property, uh, you need to know that you've done your homework incredibly well. You need to understand the costs and don't rely on on someone, you know, especially a promoter of investment, telling you that this thing is going to be a great, uh, you know, deliver a great return. You need to understand why is it going to be a great return and and try and get some data behind that. You know, there, there must be uh, real facts as to why the investment will do well, and it's not just because someone feels like it. And that's especially true for, for times when, when, when property has done well for a period of time already. So if we look at the Western Cape, you know, lots of money has gone into the Western Cape over the last five years. And, and especially in 2021, when, when you know, people left Gauteng and KZN in a mad rush, you know, because, because of all the looting and, 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 and riots that we had in, in July and August. So, so a lot of money went into the Western Cape. And unfortunately, that's history. That's not going to tell you about the future. There might be opportunities, for example, in, you know, in certain parts of Gauteng now where, where the economy might come right, you know, if, if the municipalities are going to be run better and people are a bit more optimistic about the future, you know, in Gauteng. And, and the same might apply in, in KZN, you know, People that have left KZN and have sold their properties in a panic, it, it might have caused properties in certain parts of KZN to be really cheap. And, and certainly there might be an opportunity there. The, the, the answer is, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not making a prediction, but I just, I can see how different trends will work. So is, is it a good idea to buy property? And just as a blanket answer, the, it's definitely not. I think you've got to be really selective, do your homework. And then you've got to understand the concentration risk of the investment. And what I mean by that is, are you prepared? If it's let, let's just say you're going to buy an apartment that you're going to rent out, and it costs a million rand, would you take a million rand and buy one share, and then would you go and borrow nine hundred and fifty thousand rand from from the bank, you know, top it up with fifty thousand of your own money to buy that one share, because that's that's concentration risk. You know, that's taking a huge bet on one investment in one small company or one big company. It doesn't matter. And when you make a property investment, let's say in, in the apartment, that's exactly what you're doing. You're buying one property in one city, in one country at the tip of Africa. Might be a great idea, but, but it's a very concentrated view. And, and, you know, and some people would say it's a big bet. And you know, we don't want to make bets when we make investment decisions. We want to make rational and sensible long-term decisions. So for me, I own my own house. You know, it's something that we're going to live in for probably 10 or 20 years, and then we'll sell it one day. But, but I, I, I don't buy uh, re residential properties as investments. If I'm going to buy a, a property investment, it'll probably be a property unit trust or a, or a property company that's listed on the stock exchange, which owns many different properties that's very well diversified and, and that my transaction costs are very low. But, but I'm generally just in favor of, of shares versus, versus properties. I think you know, buying a global stock market index and a South African stock market index for me is extremely diversified and will probably give a better return than buying an individual property. And for people who think that property prices can't go down, uh, that's simply not true. And, and then, you know, it's very difficult to sell that property if it's losing value. So, so it's not just safe as houses, you know, that, that, that's not a, a true statement when it comes to investments. So unfortunately, I, I'm not a big fan. I, I think you need to do your homework and be very sure of making the right decision before you, you, you make a call on, on property. Um, hi, Warren and crew. Uh, my name is Leto Tomache. I just wanted to ask about um, building up a, a credit score 
So uh, I'll be done in school in about a year's time and um, obviously in a couple of years um, I'm hoping to, to be able to get a house or a property, um, a place to stay and I've been told that it, it, it will be almost impossible to, to be able to access credit if I do not have um, a credit score that's, that's good enough. I've been advised as well that um, some of the best ways to build up this credit um, would be um, to take up maybe a credit card or or or, or a store card at like a, a clothing store. I just wanted to find out if if you've got practical tips um, for how one could build a credit score, and specifically in terms of credit cards, if 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 you've got tips as to how one could use a credit card for for just the sole purpose of of building up credit. Because I truly am anxious and don't quite like debt. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, I love this question about uh, how, how to get a credit score or credit rating, and especially um, you know big, because you're still at school and, and you're already thinking so far ahead. Uh, I, I think you're going to be a great success in your in your financial life if you keep up this kind of forethought and discipline. You know, well done, and I hope you send us many questions in the months and years ahead because I'd love to be able to track your journey uh, on Honest Money and let's see how we can help you become South Africa's next billionaire. So, so let's just talk about credit ratings and credit scores. Uh, you know, there was a time when I would tell people that, you know, you, you're crazy, don't, don't get debt just to get a credit score. It's not worth it. You know, rather build up cash and go to a bank and then tell them that you've got, you know, a big deposit for your house and, and, and I'm sure they'll give you a debt. But but actually, the, the truth is that the system is a bit rigged by the banks, and they do want to see that you've got a bit of a history of being able to pay off debt and manage debt well before the, the, the banks will issue you with, with debt for something big like a, like a home loan. So unfortunately, you do have to enter the horrible world of debt to, to be able to to actually show them that you've got a discipline in, in paying off debt and managing debt carefully. So I think, you know, when you start out, uh, you, you know, the, the easiest way will be to go and get a, 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 um, you know, a clothing account, for example. But, but be careful here. Don't go and get the, mass, the, the maximum amount of debt that the store can offer you. You know, if they offer you 5,000 rands worth of credit and, you and, you know, just tell them you want 1,000 or if, you, if they're going to offer you the five, use 1,000. You know, don't use the whole amount simply because it was given to you. And then do your best to pay off that that, that store uh, that store card debt as fast as possible, and do that all the time. And ideally, you know, if you can find a you know find a store card that um, that doesn't charge you interest. You know, so some of these stores will say to you that they'll give you six months interest free to pay off the, the the debt that you've got. So you know, in my example, if you if you if you find one like that, and they say to you, we'll give you six months interest interest free on the thousand rand. Then you know, make a plan to pay off that thousand rand over three months. And my idea would be actually have the thousand rand in cash before you apply for the store card debt, so that you know you can pay off that money already. And then you know, set aside the the, the thousand rand divided by three, so you get three hundred thirty three rand, and you pay off the three hundred thirty three rand every month for three months. And then in the last month, you're going to have to pay off a little bit more because you know, you're know you going to have to pay 334, I guess, to, to round up to the thousand rand. Then you've paid off the, the, the debt and it's, and, and it's interest-free. What that does is it shows um, the, the, the provider of the credit that you meet your obligations earlier than required and you meet them in full. And then what you can do is use that, you know, use that store card for a year or two in the same disciplined way to build up a good credit score. If you then start to earn a bit of a salary and you you know you can you can uh, apply for a credit card at a bank, 
the, the same thing applies. You know, the banks will give me massive debt on my credit card. I never allow them to give to give me the amount of debt that they offer. So I, I'll say to them, you know what? I only want 20,000 rands worth of debt uh, on, on my credit card. And then what I do is I actually use that through the month. In other words, I'll start every month with a zero balance. I, I don't owe them. They don't owe me. And then by by the 25th of the month, let's say I've spent 15,000 rand on the credit card, I will then settle that credit card in full. In other words, I take that 15,000 rand, I pay it into the credit card, and then I actually pay off a little bit extra. So I, I make sure that I actually have a positive balance by the time the month actually ends. Because sometimes the banks have quite complicated formulas with the way that they calculate interest and, 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 and debt on credit cards. So I always make sure that I overpay into the credit card and that it's more than settled in full. And then I start the month again when it's at zero. Um, I, I then use the, the, the credit from the credit card, get to my 15,000 Rand by the 25th, pay it off in full and start again. And, and so that's a way that I use credit cards. I, I make sure that the bank is not charging me any interest and, and that I'm always paying it off completely every single month. And so I, I, I get a, my, my bank on my banking profile shows me my credit score and it's a very good credit score. And it's not because I'm a genius. It's just because I always pay off the debt in full every single month. And I think that that's the trick to getting a good credit score is the banks want to see that you have a consistent history of meeting your debt obligations, always paying them off. And the real trick here is you must never be late uh, with a debt payment because the moment you're late, that, that shows them that you're not disciplined. And especially if you're late two or three times in a year, that really starts to hurt your credit rating. If you get to the unlucky situation where you can't pay off the debt uh, quickly, then, then the trick is get hold of the debt provider and tell them this. Don't hide away from them. Don't ignore them. Rather engage them and say to them, look, I've got a problem. Uh, can we make a plan? I need to pay off my debt over a slightly longer period of time, but I am going to pay it off. I'm not you know, trying to skip out on my debt. So, so engage the debt provider as early and as quickly as possible to, to make sure that you, you know, they know that you want to pay it off, that you are serious about it. And that will help, help that uh, limit the damage to your credit score. But if you want to have a great credit score, pay off all the debt all the time, uh, slightly ahead of schedule every single month of every single year. And, and that's the, the, the key to getting a great credit score. Thank you for listening to Honest Money. If you have any questions, you're welcome to reach out to me on Twitter. My handle is at Warren Ingram. Don't forget to subscribe. We're on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Chat soon.